0: privilege to stand here this morning to share the word of God with us. I am also very glad that we are celebrating the Father's Day today. It is my sincere prayer that the good Lord be with us. The theme for the church this year remains pressing towards the mark. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we want to thank you for this privilege to hear from the throne of grace. The privilege to be seated before you and hear you speak to us directly. May our hearts be circumcised. May our ears be circumcised and our hearts be enlightened. As your word goes forth. May no man be seen. May no self be projected. Let your word alone take place. Father, transform us. Renew us through your word. That at the end of this message, our lives will indeed reflect that which you want us to be. A man in this kingdom with an excellent spirit. May this be our portion, Father in heaven. For in Jesus' name we
1: pray. Amen. Amen.
0: The topic is the man in this kingdom. With an excellent spirit. Where we read this morning talked about Daniel. And if you look at verse five, verses 11 and 12, when the Queen Mother came in, he said that there is a man in this kingdom. And that's verse 12. A man in this kingdom. And so I want to start by Kind of um, looking at certain terms, it might guide us in what we're going to do this morning. First is a kingdom, and um, a kingdom is a realm that has a king and or a queen as the actual sovereign. And um, for purposes of our discussion this morning, we are going to be looking at two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. And Jesus said in John chapter 18, verse 36, that his kingdom is not of this world. And so, it means that there is a kingdom that is outside of this world. And what we are saying is, a man in this kingdom with an excellent spirit. So talking physically. Where we read. Referred to. The Babylonian. Empire. Where King Besheza Was ruling them. And then. Another thing I would want us to look at. And hold it as we go on. Is that. In this kingdom. There are many people. There were nobles. There were Chaldeans. The enchanters, the astrologers, the magicians, the politicians, the technocrats. But in that kingdom was a man. Amen. In that kingdom where there were so many people whose names were not mentioned was a man whose name was known. That man was Daniel thing I want us to look at, or we, we have in mind as we go on, is the word excellent. And um, excellent, by word of definition, is uh, something of the highest quality or something that is exceptionally good in of its kind. So when we say that something is excellent, everybody has spirit. God made man. God just molded something and breathed into that thing molded, and the, the thing became a living soul. So we have spirit. If you are living, we have spirit. The issue is, what do you lend your spirit to excellence or something else? And again, if you belong, if you are in the kingdom, or if you have a kingdom, there are, um, who said, you must live a life if you are in a kingdom. You must live a life that is reflective of that kingdom. Of course, last year, our theme was kingdom lifestyle. Meaning that if you belong to a kingdom, your lifestyle must be reflective of that. If you belong to the kingdom of God, your lifestyle must be reflective of that. If you are not of God's kingdom, there is no doubt that even your lifestyle must reflect that which you belong. And the Bible says that, indeed, Jesus himself said that we are not of this world. Christians are not of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. Remember we are talking about two kingdoms. I will settle down to one. So if you are A child of God. You are in the kingdom of the world. But not of that kingdom. Amen. If you are a child of God. You are in the kingdom. Remember. You are in the world. But not of the world. So if you are of the world. The world will know you. If you are merely in the world. But you belong to another kingdom. That place you are, you are a sojourner, you are a stranger. You will not be known. Amen. I want us to look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse 19. Another person will get from me, John chapter 17, 14 and 16. If you were of the world. If you were of the world. Excuse me. Meaning that you are already in the world, but you are not what of the world. Go on. The world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Amen. John 17, 14 and 16. John 17, 14 and 16. Yes, go ahead. I have given them thy words, and the world has hated them, okay. because they are not of the world, okay. even as I am not of the world. Okay. 15. No, 16. Okay, 16 now. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the, the world. 17. No, it's okay. Amen. Then finally, First John 3, verse 1. First John 3, verse 1.
2: Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The reason the world will not know you, if you
0: are a man in the world, with an excellent spirit, is simply because you are not of the world. If you were to be of the world, the world will know you. And so, When you live your life as a candidate of heaven, and you are not celebrated, and you are not known, it is not strange. The reason is simple. You are not of the world. Amen. Now, I also look at another thing, and I would begin to um, concentrate on a few. Where we read, that is Daniel chapter 5, 5 through 12 talked about insight. He said, knowledge was found in him. Some translation will say light, understanding and wisdom were found in him. In who was that found? That was found in a man who had lent himself to serving God, who though was in that kingdom, was not of that kingdom. Because he was like Abraham, was looking forward to another country whose maker and God and whose architect and maker was God. He was there. He didn't belong there. And Though he did not belong there, he did not live a life that was more of a footnote. He made an impact. A man in this kingdom with an excellent spirit. And so, I want us to note that we are not talking about the kingdom of God now. Amen. Listen. We are not talking about kingdom of God. This man in this kingdom, with an excellent spirit, is the man who is here, living in this world, but has an excellent spirit. Listen, when we go to heaven, we will not be talking about excellent spirit. It won't be helping us there, because we have only one duty. To worship him day and night. Amen. Can we look at Isaiah chapter eleven? I want to tell you that the man we are talking about is in the kingdom of this world. Isaiah eleven, verses two and five. Verses two through five. Yes.
2: Isaiah eleven, verses two to five, and it says, "And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, Okay. the spirit of wisdom and understanding." the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearings of his ears, but with righteousness shall shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth. Okay. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Five. And righteousness shall be the giggle of his lions. And faithfulness the giggle of his
0: reins. Amen. Now if you look at where we read, we now see that granted that place actually was talking about Jesus Christ. But Jesus was a man that traded this planet earth. And he was a man in the physical with an excellent spirit. And what applies to him applies to me. The Bible says that for me to be a man in the kingdom with an excellent spirit, that the spirit of the Lord will rest on me. Amen. If it is you, the spirit of the Lord will rest on you. And it is the spirit of wisdom and of understanding. And the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. And he will, I will delight in the fear of the Lord. I will not judge by what I see with my eyes. I will decide, I will also not decide by what I hear with my ears. But with righteousness, I will judge the needy. These are things that are done here. There are no things that will be done in heaven. So if we must press on, if we must press on, remember the person pressing is not in heaven. Amen? The person pressing on is the person who is in this earthly kingdom. But who is working, who is striving to meet the conditions to move into the other kingdom. We we not just roll into God's kingdom. Jesus says, at a point, he was asked the question, Is it only few, I think in uh, Luke 18, Is it only few that will be saved? And what was his answer? Strive to enter. So in striving, which is like pressing, it is a situation where somebody is pulling his muscle, every strain in him, to move in. Striving, you know, if we use the word press, press also means that there is force. There is force to be applied. First is the man with excellent spirit. Is a man that knows that there is a mark. Many are pressing. They do not. They are not pressing towards the mark. Many are seated here. They do not even know that there is a pressing to be made. God is calling us this morning. And he's asking us as we are in this kingdom, let us be people with excellent spirit. Amen. It is in so being that we will be able to know one that there is a pressing to be made, there is a striving to to be made, two, that there is a mark. Assuming, assuming people are competing, you know, in um, Olympics or anything. And the tape is here. These are the track. And somebody is right in the field. And they said on their marks, person knelt. Said, the person got up. And the gun moved up and the person dashed off. And he ran more than all those on the track. And got to the end before them. What has the person done? The person has wasted their time. And so, he did not know that there is a line. The person does not even know that there is a mark. And the ultimate is to press towards that mark. God has called us. And He wants us to be people of wisdom. People that He can count on. People who understand that for you to be able to serve Him here, you must have a excellent spirit. Paul said... I bear these people record, my people, Israel, I bear them record, that they have seal. They desire to serve God, but their service is what? Without knowledge. Amen. Are you here? Are you serving God? You desire to be counted amongst the saved. Your your desire is to be seen as a Christian. There is a thing you need. And that thing is in Proverbs 4 5 through 9. Proverbs 4 5 through 9. i reading with NIV and it says Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my ways or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Do it cost all you have. Get understanding. Cherish her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. Nine. She will give you a garland to grace your head. And present you with a glorious crown. Wisdom understanding if you use and king said of all you are getting you get wisdom of all the things you get if you do not have this if you do not have understanding of the word if you take time to read a um, piece of Paul in every letter he wrote he was very particular in praying that his audience would have the knowledge of the word of God. If you do not know who you are following. Chances are. That you may get confused. As to whether you are of the word. And if you ever get that confused. You will make compromises. Compromises. Of late. We hear of a man. Who we are told was. An elder in a church. But. He is a politician. And because he wanted a particular post badly, he decided to renounce his faith. He has to take, do, go for a lesser hatch. And um, of course he got the position. A man in this kingdom, he forgot he was merely in the kingdom. He took it and he had become part of the kingdom. And he needed to do all it takes to get what the people of the kingdom get. And he had to drop that faith. If it means, God, you can wait. I will get this money. I will pay that Later, I will come back and confess. A man in the kingdom with an excellent spirit we ask ourselves, what produces excellent spirit in a man? You see, it is not a question of saying, Father use me. Father use me. No. We are not told that Daniel was busy praying, Father use me. The Bible says, for you to have excellence of spirit, you must propose that in your heart. It is a determination, you know. Sometimes you ask people, are you a Christian? He said, yes, I am a Christian. Now, how do you know you are a Christian? Um, Depends on the circle. Some may tell you, well, I in a, in a very close place where we live. There is this church, and I like what the, the way they preach. I like what they do. And um, I decided to be attending the church. And I continued, I continued, and I became a member. You don't become a member that way. Even talking about membership, every time the chaplain will be saying that this is a very mobile church. The only way to know you are a member is to have your name in the register and actively belong to this or that. In other words, if you are seated here, you may have been here from the session of this church. Your name is not there. You are only in the church, not a member of the church. And so it is. And by we are talking about how to acquire, how to develop this excellent spirit. And the Bible says in Daniel, chapter 1, I think verse 8. Daniel 1, verse 8. The Bible says that Daniel proposed in his heart. Check whether that, that's what you have in your own uh, uh, verse. Daniel proposed in his heart not to defile himself. With the king's meat. Amen. Daniel proposed in his heart. So, it takes a determination to have excellent spirit. It's not the person who say, I claim it. You know, these days we are taught churches, fellowships, they teach us how to be lazy and make so many claims and get nothing and still be moving. I claim it. I, I like what I, uh, we are in. I claim it by faith. Okay, come and take it. After claiming by faith, come and take it. So, we are talking about working. Are you determined? Daniel didn't just have an excellent spirit. No. From the inception, from the very outset, he was determined. And the Bible says that Daniel proposed in his heart to not to defile himself. There is another person who so proposed. If you read the account of um, Joseph, Joseph, um, In the Bible, that's Genesis chapter 39 verse 9. The Bible says that Joseph was confronted with a sexual sin. And he told Potiphar's wife, in this house, in this house, Oga has given me, placed me in charge of everything. Everything. There is nothing he has withheld from me except you. And so, how can I do this grievous sin? How can I commit this grievous sin? Against who? God. So, as far well as Joseph was concerned, his determination was not about himself. He was—he had proposed not to offend God. Excellent spirit. He was in Egypt. He wasn't an Egyptian, was he? He wasn't. But he was in Egypt. As a slave. Yet with an excellent spirit. And we are here. In this world. Do you have. This excellent spirit. We also have another man. A very popular verse. To me. Ezra chapter 7. Verse 10. And the Bible says. There. Ezra purposed in his heart to study the law of the Lord, to do it and to teach it in Israel. In other words, Ezra was determined, and by the way, where was Ezra when he was determining this? He was a captive in a foreign land. So, maybe he was, he may, he may not be called a slave then, but if he are a captive, he a captive. It was in that foreign land that Ezra was where he was treated as a second class citizen that he proposed in his heart to study. He didn't propose in his heart to study so as to teach. No. Where was he studying the Lord of the Lord? To do it. It is in the doing that the excellence of their spirit will be known. Not in the teaching. You know, talk is cheap. Anybody can come and preach and tell us what he will never do. By the way, Jesus said, When the Pharisees sit on the judgment seat and they tell you what to do, do what? Do them. But do not do what they do. So, talking is cheap. But we are talking about we who have been called by the name of God upon whom the name of the Lord has been mentioned. Shine as light. Amen. We've got to shine. That is the only time we will know that there is this excellent spirit in us. And let me say this. Excellent spirit you, you, it's not you don't acquire it in the open. You acquire it in the, in the secret. In obscurity. Because we were not told where Daniel was. It was when he was brought out. They wanted to train them into the king's service. It was then he said, I want, I think I read something that I said, they to be different. He decided to be different. And, Eventually, he came up being different. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadnego, We were not told what happened, but they came up being different. Amen. You, if you are determined to have this excellent spirit, you will go back and settle it with God in your closet. It is there you will propose to serve him. And then, you will be able to see Jesus in the inside, working where well in the outside. Because if you make a decision to follow him, to be a carrier of an excellent spirit, Jesus that is in you, will be like pouring a very cold water in a glass. Maybe for some time, touch the glass, the moisture will be there. Jesus in the inside. Doing what? Working in the outside. The people around you will feel it. Amen. Again, it's what we make us to be, to have an excellent spirit. What we produce it in our lives? Prayer. We need to be people of prayer. It is not when people gather, you know, we gather. Then you become a prayer warrior. Daniel was a man so gifted. And the Bible says that at the time, they started looking for how to fought him. And they said, no, we will not fault him in any other uh, way, except what? In his prayers, in his service to his God. Because the Bible says, he will open the window, or the window that faces Jerusalem, and he will be praying. Three times he will pray. Am I, me, talking now? Am I a man of prayer? You, listen to me, are you a person of prayer? If you are not, and you desire to be a man in this kingdom with an excellent spirit, you are simply engaging in self deceit Righteousness. The Bible says in Philippians 3, 9, that we are clothed with righteousness of Christ. I recall what was said two Sundays ago. The man that preached said that there is no sin found in who? In Jesus Christ. And I am in Him. So if I am in Him, then it means I should live as He is. Remember, I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I am talking about we being clothed with his righteousness. So that I will try, I will strive to live my life as he lived. Amen. And then if I acquire excellent spirit, assuming I have excellent spirit, what is it for for me to show off for me to be recognized? For men to know me, the answer still remains no. Because, from where we read, the man who was said to have this excellent spirit was not recognized. If you read, if you take time to study the book of Daniel, you will find out that Daniel has served the book of Nezah. Right? And thereafter, this other boy came up, Besheza. And the Bible said from verse 1 of chapter 5. Belshazzar organized a banquet. And that banquet he called 1,000 nobles. He invited astrologers. He invited magicians. He invited politicians. He invited all men that matter. Who was left there? Daniel. And if you recall, it was the same Daniel that God used in the days of Nebuchadnezzar to reveal the mystery of what will happen, of what will be in the end time. Apart from the fact that he was not invited, the king was troubled because something strange happened. Of course, he called those who were of the kingdom. The magicians, the wise men, everybody. He called them. And no one was able to give him solution. Until the queen mother came in and said, Do not trouble your heart. Because there is a man in this kingdom. I want to tell you. You will never be celebrated. Amen? And if you are not celebrated, don't worry. You are not alone. Look at verse 13 of that, Daniel chapter 5. When Daniel was brought in, the Bible says, Daniel was brought in to the king. And the king said, what the king did was first to insult him. Listen, maybe you've not seen it in your own Bible. If you read it, read verse 13 again, you see insult. Read verse 13. What the king did was first to insult Daniel. I will read it so that you will see the insult. Amen. Daniel chapter five verse thirteen. So Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, "Now listen. Are you Daniel, one of the exiles my father the king brought from Judah? <laughs> yes. Are you the Daniel whom my father?" Brought from Judah, one of the exiles. So, atong kama lo ni buko reba abia limechi makani batago noobi eh uchega aboloniso lugo isobeko ayu. Are you the Daniel? Are you the Daniel? Haba and so it could be a portion that where you are walking, you have. Achieve so much that you should be celebrated. And somebody says, Hey, I hear that there is something you are doing in your office. Well, I have not even seen. Maybe. Okay. And that is the commendation you get. Do not worry. The Bible says, They will hate you because what? They hated me. You are not of that kingdom. Don't bother yourself. You are called to serve. And the question is, Did it even stop Daniel from performing? You think that I didn't know he was insulted? He knew. He said, "Keep your keep keep your gifts, keep all those things. I will still tell you what I want to tell you. Keep them." He knew he was insulted. And so, if you belong to this, if you are in this kingdom, but you belong to the other kingdom, God expects you to live your life there, to be relevant there, so that. Your good works will be seen by all, and your Father who is in heaven will be glorified. Amen. Amen. And, um, of course, in Philippians 2.15, the Bible says, Because you are a man with an excellent spirit, you will live a blameless life. The man with an excellent spirit is the one who understands what the times are. The man with an excellent spirit is one that is led by the Holy Spirit. I don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit again because last Sunday we had a full dose of the Holy Spirit. And I think it is good. But then, if you have the excellent spirit, you will not be one who lives in the achievements of yesteryears. You know, oh, I remember when we were in the choir. Oh, if we sing, you will know it is a choir, anointed choir. What are you doing now? I remember when I was a member, the coordinator of evangelism in our church. We, uh, we did explore, what are you doing now? Caleb said, I was 40 years when we went to spy the land of Canaan. Now, I am 85 as my strength was then so it is now so there's no retirement. Amen. Amen. There is no retirement. You will not be warned that is rec- that was recorded in Revelation chapter 3 verse 1. You have a name that you are alive but what? You are dead. You have a name. Everybody sees you as somebody but you are not living. If you have a silent spirit you will be warned Who provides solutions to problems wherever you are. A child of God who shines as light. If you have excellent spirit, you will be like the sons of Hissaka that knew and understand the time. And they know what Israel ought to do and when. We live in a perilous time. We live at a time when People are doing all manner of things. And God is calling me. And I dare say He's calling you. God is calling me. He wants me to live a life that will showcase him. The endless expectation of creation is for the manifestation of the sons of God. Until I manifest, until you manifest, we will be in this daughter. God will help us. God will help us.
1: Amen. Then, to the fathers, this one is for us now. You see,
0: I dare say that any man here, any man who is seated here as a father, you need to ask God for an excellent spirit. I'll tell you something. For you to be a father, by the way, you know, we are given so much work as fathers. God expects so much from me as a father. He has entrusted, and, and I like the talk show. You know, the very first person who spoke, the challenge, realizing that I am the chief priest of my household. So many do not know that. And I dare say that You can never, I stand to be corrected, you will never be a good father when you have refused to be a good husband. My wife will bear me witness. Amen. You will not, because how would you even, how would you even bring up the children when you do not see your wife as part of you? You know, I pity men who have at one time or the other raised their hand on their wives. I think they are the most of cowards. It takes, you know, being a coward for you to beat a wife. Otherwise, why would you do that? Why? And so, this morning, we are being asked as men to ask God to give us excellent spirit. So, that the life we live, men can see us, our families, and desire To serve God. When people see you. I I went to a man. Just last Saturday. Not Saturday before last. And I was telling them. I know this man. He is a man. Who. Loves the wife. And you see him. He demonstrates that love. Everywhere. Can we go back. To what we are called. The pillars of the house. A good pillar. Is one that is holding the the house. And I will give two illustrations from the Bible and I will end. One was Abraham. The Bible said that Genesis chapter 18 verse 17 through 19. I want somebody with King James. King James will give me what I want. Genesis chapter 18. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the world shall be blessed in him, for I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice. Okay. that I know him. listen, I, that 19 again, that I know him. God was testifying about Abraham. God said what in 19 For I know him I know him. Why? It's not that, that he will command his children. He will command his children and his, household and his household after him. After him, to do what? That they keep the way of the Lord. Fine. To do righteousness and justice. Okay. That the Lord will bring to Abraham okay. what He has spoken to him. Amen. Amen. The reason God testified about Abraham. God said, "This is a man with an excellent spirit, because I know him." Can God speak so of any Egyptian? I know him, for him he we bring his children and his entire household to know me, to save me, to love me. That is what God expects me. And that's what God expects everyone seated here, including some our students who, who chose not to be here, but are part of here. Amen. Even the potential fathers too, these ones. You know, they are fathers in equity. God says so about Abraham. And Abraham's name was mentioned. There is another character. Sinutufiakwa. There is a character in the Bible. It is in 2nd Kings chapter 4. 2nd Kings chapter 4. You read from verse 14 through 23. But I will tell the story. In Israel. If you don't have a son. You are, not, you are not existing. In Israel. If you don't have a son. And I will test it now you will know eh, that if you don't have a son, any, any number of children you have without a son goes to nothing. How many children had Jacob? I don't, I don't, I don't. He knew of 12 sons. He had saved himself. He would have simply told me 12. Because everybody knew that Jacob had 12 sons. But that wasn't the only children he had. And who would have even known of Dinah, if not that she was raped. And so, nobody ever remembered Dinah. But there was a man in Israel. He was living in Shunem. That man was a bundle of irresponsibility. And may no man here be like that man. I said, may no man here be like that man. That was a man who had no son. You know, Abraham at a point asked God, God, you have so blessed me. But you are not giving me an heir. Will all my property, my estate be inherited by Eliezer of Damascus? God said, no. It won't happen. I'll give you your own. But there was a man. I'm talking to fathers. There was a man who had no son. But his wife, you know, Elisha passes by every time. And whenever Elisha passes, they will prepare a place for him. One day the wife, not the man, the man will never remember anything good. The wife he said, this person that is passing through here is a, a, a man of God. Can we prepare a place so that if he comes, it won't be, will begin to shift bed and do everything. It will be permanently dedicated to this man of God. I said, okay, whatever I want to do. And the Bible says, they prepared a place in the upper room. Say upper room. Upper room. May you make a place for Jesus in your heart in the upper room. I will also talk about the problem and I will end. By the way, this man who was there, Bible says one day Elisha came and he was very sumptuously entertained. Elisha was so happy. Elisha was happy. And he said, Call the woman. Apparently, the man had gone drinking or something. Call the woman. The woman came. Said, What do you want me to do for you? Should I speak to the governor on your behalf? The woman said, no. Why? I don't have that need. Should I talk to the commander? said, I am in the midst of my people. I have nothing lacking. It's okay, you can go. Then Gehazi, you know Gehazi, that was before the fall of Gehazi. He was still thinking normally by then. Gehazi said, when the woman left, the guy said, Oga, this woman had no son. said, call her back. The woman came back. said, by this time next year, you will have a son. Why is he here? It's like, I must have fed you. I must have fed you today. And so, uh, the food is reacting inside of you. He said, I am not joking. And true to the prophecy, by that time next year, the woman had a child, a son. The son grew. Remember we're talking about an irresponsible father. Say, irresponsible father. And the child grew up. The Bible said, one day, the child Went to the farm with the father. While he was walking. He said my head, my head, my head. You know what that man said? Take her to the mother. Read this, it's in your Bible. Born of responsibility. He has no excellent spirit in him. Take him. To who? To the mother. And the boy was taken to the mother. And the boy was The Bible says the mother placed that boy on her laps. Till noon, and what happened? The boy died. The one who said, I told this man to leave me alone. But remember, where did, he, where did she prepare for Elisha? In, the upper, room. in the upper room. And so she took that problem. It became a problem by then. So, that's why I said, always make an upper room in your heart. So, she took, that boy had become a problem. She took that child to that upper room. And then, said to the servant, Go to the farm. Ask my husband to give me a donkey. I want to go and see the man of God. The man manifested his foolishness again. Why are you going to see the man of God? It's not even a Sabbath. It's not even a new moon. So why go? So it's only on Sundays you go to church. It's only during... I, 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 I mean, can you imagine such a man? That man did not ask that woman, What about that my son? Are you like that? My children know that I'm not like that. Are you like that? He didn't ask about that son. The only son who will take after him. He didn't. We are talking about the man in this kingdom with an excellent spirit. We are talking about a man in this church with an excellent spirit. Are you like that? He didn't ask. Nothing happened. He didn't care about anything. The woman said, it's where, just let me have the donkey. The donkey was given, and the woman went. Of course, the rest became history. The child came back to life. All because there was somebody who had an excellent spirit, who knew what to do. Jesus said to his disciples, You will see a man carrying a jar of water. Follow him. When you get to the house where we stop, ask them about the owner of the house. Ask the owner of the house, where did you prepare that myself and my disciples will take our uh, supper? Our supper. You know, for our supper of feast. The Bible said, they came there and they saw and the man took them to where? Upper room. Upper room. Can I resolve to have a place in my upper room for Jesus? Daddy song in Onodo, ogadiri Jesus. Onye gburo n'ihi njọgi. ako na areka obata, onye njọ igekwe Inwere oge anye egu n'ọmu, na yinye Jesus, onodo ogadiri ya. Ebeko n'ọdị ya diria, in your heart. <Bible> And let me say this, and I will close. One, you may not have had a silent spirit all these years. Do not worry. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 5, verse 7a, I mean, I said 7b. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. You've heard the voice. I will conclude. And I'll tell you this story, which I know you know. The prodigal son, that man, that prodigal son, you know, is better than so many of us. One, but for his prodigality, we wouldn't have known about him. The Bible said, after he had wasted his father's fortune, the one he inherited, he realized himself. The Bible says, when he came to his senses, some translation would say. When he realized himself, that is the point I want to make. Today, you've heard about excellent spirit. You've heard that there is a man in this kingdom with an excellent spirit. Are you prepared to be that man? The prodigal son was in far away country, where he had lived a wasteful life. He chose. Remember, you must purpose. He decided he will now Get into excellent spirit. And he decided to go back. He said, how many hired laborers of my father have enough to eat and spare? But I am here wasting, languishing, dying. And he said, I will get up from here now. And when I go, I will get back to my father. If I get back, my father, I will say I have sinned against you. I'm not wanting to be called your son. All I need now is I want to be called just a slave. He took off. He went back, and I'm expecting that somebody must take off today. Somebody, somebody must take off. You have, you have lived your life the way you, you think you know best, but someone else, someone here, some, somewhere is asking you. My son, give me a hat. My son, give me a hat. And I will teach you the excellent way. The prodigal son got back home. And he was received. The Bible says, His father saw him when he was still afar off. Meaning that all along, his father had been looking out for him. God has been looking out for me. You can imagine. The Bible says, when the father saw him, I imagine the father was an old man. The father saw him, was still far away and the father took off and ran to meet him. Imagine an old man running. The love he had. That same love was the love that took God to abdicate his nature to wear flesh to come to seek me. He is looking for you. He wants to give you an excellent spirit. He wants to make a new man out of you. A new woman out of you. A new child out of you. A new person. Are you prepared to hear to Him? If you are, bow down your head. Let us pray. Will
1: you tell him to come in?
0: Are you prepared to yield to him? If you are prepared to yield him, you will, it doesn't require you standing up or sitting down or doing anything. Ask him to come in. You want to be a candidate of his kingdom. Therefore, you are renouncing your citizenship of this world. And you are yielding to him. And you want him to do a new thing in your life.